All right, everyone, welcome to another edition of What's What BR. We have a very busy man, very special guest for us today. We have Edgardo Tenrero. Tenroro. No, I was going to kind of mess it up a little bit there. I'll the first time was it. perfect. The first was time it? you said it just right. Yes. There we go. So how are you, sir? Doing great. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. No, thank you for coming on. It takes a little bit uh, to get things coordinated and get you on there. So for anybody who doesn't know, you are the CEO over at the Batteries General. So you've been kind of a laid back year or two, you know, a little bit. Yeah, out of sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, in all fairness, I uh, appreciate everything you guys have done to the community and just imagining all the craziness that's going on. But I think we're beyond a lot of that, you know, today. So I wanted to just kind of get you to come on and just, you know, hey, first, I kind of, especially somebody in your position, I always say, you know, kind of what's the day in the life, you know, running these days? You know, kind of what's it look like? Is it, you know, if you're anything like me, I tell people during the day, I'm a fireman and I put out fires and at night, you know, I run a company. So that's kind of the way I look at it. So, how so are you- no, I mean, uh, day to day, uh, I love my job. I love uh, working in the, you know, in the hospital industry and particularly at Baton Rouge General. Uh, I've been the CEO for five years now. And prior to that, I was a chief operating officer for about six, seven years. And, uh, you know, what I love about my job is the fact that uh, you never know what the you know, what, uh, what's going to be the sort of the, the flavor of the day. You have these, all these long-term goals, but day to day, you got to pivot and move around depending on what's, uh, what's happening. Um, uh, I love the fact that, that I have a great team and that um, putting a team together and, and, and focus the team of, uh, on a goal is, uh, is uh, you know, is what I do every day. And, uh, you know, maybe after a year or two or three, you're beginning to see the fruits of all that labor and, and that's, what's exciting. So there's a long period of, of, uh, of waiting uh, for this to, to happen, almost like agriculture, you know, you plant and then and you, you know, and you hope. And then eventually when it comes to fruition and you, and you reap the benefits and the patients of the community reaps uh, the benefits, then, then that's what gives me great, uh, great satisfaction. So I tell people that it's, uh, that it's also crazy. Uh, and, uh, Precisely because you don't know, uh, you know, what day to day, what uh, what what it is that, that you're going to be doing, and uh, and so I wake up every morning, uh, you know, excited about uh, about coming to work. That's no, I can see it. It's it's got to be exciting because it's got to be every day. It's got to be a little bit different. I know in my line of work and what we do here, it's a little bit different. And I've got some other companies as well, but it's. I generally will look at the calendar, you know, for at night and say, you know, what do I have going on tomorrow? And then like, I, I can feel it in the morning. Like it just, the energy starts to move and it's like, it's not going to play out this way. I can feel it already. I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. Things are going to change and we're going to have to shift. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit like, it's not as exciting as being in a conductor of an orchestra, but it's similar because mm-hmm. if you're a violinist or you're, or you're based uh, player, Right, just not on that day. You know, it's not going to be a good day, right? It, it, no matter how good you are as a, as a as a conductor, you're relying on the whole team to be at their best, uh, and uh, and so that that uh, I think that that's what's exciting about my job, and uh, and I think if you talk to any hospital administrator, they would tell you the same thing. Uh, so happy to be here, happy to serve the community. Absolutely, I've affectionately started calling it in the middle of the last year. I call it that I juggle water. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So tell me, you guys have got, you know, a number of campuses here to the, you know, the Baton Rouge area. You've got a lot, you know, going on. It's everybody, I think, knows, you know, Mid-City, Blue Bonnet, you know, those areas, different things. But there's some real special things happening down Mid-City, you know, from what yes. I understand. So Yes. And so so I think, uh, you know, campuses, we also, by the way, in the middle of COVID, opened up a micro hospital in Ascension. Uh, that's a 10-bed uh, inpatient facility with an emergency room and, and, and outpatient uh, diagnostics and physicians and so forth. So, uh, you know, COVID brought uh, the best out in us, even though we, we were facing a crisis and we're facing things that were really, really negative. Uh, you know, that's when a team like the general gets to work and when we show what we're made of. And, uh, and indeed, that's what we did at, uh, at uh, Mid-City. Uh, that emergency room and the acute care part of the hospital had been closed for five years. And in a matter of a couple of weeks, we reopened, uh, reopened all of that at the request of the, of the, of the governor to be a surge facility for, uh, for the needs of the, of the region. Uh, but, and, but again, in a post-COVID world, now we have an active uh, hospital uh, that, and an emergency room that we didn't have before. And I, and I do think that Mid-City is, is an essential uh, component, not just of our hospital, but really uh, an essential component uh, of, uh, of, I think that I call it the healing process that needs to happen in this town, uh, in this north versus south uh, divide. And we're, you know, we're right at the epicenter of that, of that divide, and that's Florida, uh, Florida Street. So our goal there is to have a, a, a revitalized uh, Mid-City Hospital and Mid-City uh, Hospital campus, along with the efforts that the mayor has uh, put forth with uh, Move BR. There will be a lot of investment uh, to be done in the, uh, in, the, in the corridor in terms of infrastructure. And, uh, and we want to lead uh, by example, not simply waiting for, for the mayor to, to do the investments that this uh, Move VR uh, uh, project is going to bring to Florida, but also put our money where our mouth uh, is in doing some things at Mid-City that are going to uh, turn that area into really a destination and, and something that all of uh, the people who live in Baton Rouge would be, would be proud of. And, uh, and so that's, you know, that's a goal. And obviously we have a lot of clinical activity happening there now that, it, that didn't happen before uh, with the emergency room and the, and the acute care facility. And, the, uh, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're committed to that area of, of town. I, I call it, that's a downtown hospital. That's a North Baton Rouge hospital. That's a mid city hospital. That is the only hospital in that, in that area. So uh, our board made, made a commitment uh, to this, you know, decades ago. And uh, we're here simply continuing that, uh, that commitment that our board, uh, that our board made. And, and I think that uh, if we're successful, and I think we are, and we will be, then uh, I think that will be, uh, you know, I think a healing point uh, for this uh, for this community that has seen uh, so much division over the last several, uh, you know, several uh, years. But uh, but you know, the people of Baton Rouge are resilient. When we face a crisis, we work together. And I could just uh, remind people of the great flood of 2016, and and how we came together. Uh, we had recent floods uh, again, and. Uh, uh, and simply, we want to be part of that of that movement, and I think that uh, what we are doing at Mid City is going to be a testament to that uh, kind of resiliency that uh, that we have as a, as a as a city and as a parish, and uh, and uh, and so I'm I'm excited about the work that we're uh, that, that we're doing there. No, uh, I think it's 
I spoke with somebody not too long ago, was talking to them, and they mentioned, you know, kind of the North Baton Rouge, the South Baton Rouge, and I was, they were like, you know, what do we need to do? And I was like, why don't we just stop calling it North Baton Rouge and South Baton Rouge? Why don't we just call it Baton Rouge? And why don't we just fix our city? Because yeah. it's all of our city. You know, what do exactly. we need to do? You know, that's exactly. I think that's one of the first steps, you know, there, because then if you eliminate that, then you're just talking about fixing the city, not which part of the city. And it's like, where, where does right. the work need to be done? And so it well, sounds like y'all are right after that. It's, it's, it's that, but it's also, uh, in addition to that, it takes private initiative. Uh, really, it's a partnership, right? We all got to do our part. And I'm simply saying that, that uh, you know, we're, we're doing our part. We know that, uh, that a hospital is needed in that area. And, uh, and we know that we have to make certain changes to make sure that everybody knows that we're there for everybody. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's what's exciting about the, about the project. And, and just in, 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 um, in, in a nutshell, what, we, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to turn the front parking lot of the hospital into a common green space for the whole community. We're tearing down the, you know, the fences. We're tearing uh, away the pavement. And we're going to make it into, into a green space. And we hope to have activities there for not only for the patients and visitors, but also for the community. Uh, we do a lot of that at, uh, at Blue Bonnet. Uh, for instance, we have the Christmas lights during Christmas, but we don't have a place to do that at, uh, at Mid-City. And now we will have a place with, uh, with that uh, uh, project that, that we're about to start in the next, uh, in the next few months. Wow. And that's not a, that's a cost of, you know, that's not a cheap project or undertaking to do. So we appreciate that, you know, from the community perspective, I was speaking with earlier today, we had, uh, these are recorded, you know, the shows I had uh, Mayor Broom on and she was talking about a number of things. And you mentioned it takes private, you know, business, we can't wait for. And that's one of the things I was talking with her about is we have to take, you know, we can say, you know, governments here or city officials here, but we have to take some initiative, I think, on our own and just say, you know, it's my city, I'm going to do it. You know, you can't wait for somebody else to come and do it. You've got to, like you said, if if by just tearing down a parking lot, making that green space to where now people want to come. And so the guy across the street says, you know, hey, I want to, you know, I want to match that. You know, I kind of want to fix, you know, my place up a little bit to look a little bit nicer. It's this domino effect. Now you've got people right. wanting to come you know, back into, you know, downtown, mid-city, right. you know, Baton Rouge makes a world of a difference. And, and, and I think that once we do that and we can create some, uh, you know, north-south, uh, uh, and I mean that geographically in terms of Florida, <laughs> it's very difficult to cross Florida if you're walking mm-hmm. or, or riding your bicycle. Uh, but what we want to do there is create uh, this environment where you start uh you start to have the circulation north-south because part of this healing process and part of the part of the, what we're attempting to do, which is create a space, create a place where people meet, it, it's it's uh, really it's driven by urban design. I mean, we can say all we want to say about north-south, but until we break down the barrier, you know, the effective physical barrier is there. So you have to break that down to be able to have that that connectivity. So that the, you know, what you were talking about before, which is how do you, how do you then bring and stop talking about North-South? Well, the way to do it is to eliminate. And the mm-hmm. line of demarcation is Florida. And, and so it's not eliminating Florida, it's redesigning Florida with an eye toward a, a different city, a different mm-hmm. place. And, uh, and once you do that, then people will follow and then, and then the rest will be history. 
Uh, and I am convinced that, that we will do that uh, with the help of the mayor and the help of all the key stakeholders to turn that area into, into uh, something that everybody in Baton Rouge is going to be proud of. And uh, it is a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of key stakeholders here. There's a lot of healthcare happening there, but you also have uh, institutions like Baton Rouge Community College. Um, and, and how we begin to kind of integrate Baton Rouge Community College, which is at one end of, uh, of, of sort of the mid-city area uh, where we are, and how do we begin to, begin to work together with them, uh, will, uh, you know, will be a step in that, in that direction. And so I know that uh, uh, Chancellor Smith, and if you haven't interviewed him, I would suggest that, that, that you do, because he has, he's a, has a really, really good vision about what uh, Baton Rouge Community College uh, will be uh, over the next uh, couple of years. So he's in the process of figuring out ways to add um, um, uh, to his uh, campus in terms of a nursing school. And obviously, I love the fact that that is going to be, be built at Mid-City because then, then we'll have an opportunity to work with him on the, on, on, on the clinical programming uh, for, for his uh, nursing students. We also have a nursing school, a diploma school in Mid-City and a four-year degree school in Mid-City. So then you begin to think of all the connectivity between Baton Rouge Community College and, and the Mid-City campus, and that will be a, a big plus. Across from Florida is a bridge center, and that is also something that the Mayor Broom and others were very instrumental in bringing to this community, which is, you know, how do we deal with some of this behavioral health, mental health uh, crisis that, that people go through. And so that will be directly across uh, our, our hospital. And we have a strong uh, behavioral health component uh, and clinical program at MedCity. So you begin to see that connectivity there. We also have a lot of clinics in the area. You know, again, I mean, all of that uh, will begin to work together. And all of a sudden we will have, in essence, a, a medical uh, corridor or a medical district that will be very, very vibrant. And if you add to this a sort of the mixed use component of the vision that the planners and designers have, I think, I, I really don't, th I, I think that it's gonna be as good or better than what's happened in, the, in, in government street. And once you have government then you got Florida, then all of a sudden you can get, begin to get Acadian, you know, to, uh, <laughs> to transform. And next thing you know, it, it'll be an unstoppable sort of a flywheel that we began to we began to move, and I am convinced that we're not going to recognize uh, that area of town in ten years. It's uh, it's funny you were, you mentioned the flywheel, and I'm wondering if it's from because that's where I was kind of going. The reference of the flywheel in the book, Good to Great. You know, once you kind of get it moving, you know that it, it's it's on its own. You know, it's just we exactly. got to get enough inertia to get it moving. Exactly, it's moving, and there's nothing you exactly. can do to stop it. So. And we also have have done things like we just got uh, the the walls uh, a project uh, you know uh, in, involved so 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 now they they painted that mural and if you haven't seen it we ought to send you a picture so you can post it or or add it to the to the podcast podcast later but uh, you know they painted one of the, the murals in the front of of our emergency room so it's also about how do we get the artists. Uh, and others involved in in what we're trying to do and uh, and that's a small first step in, in, in kind of uh, the Mid-City campus kind of opening up to, uh, to the folks in the, uh, you know, in the area, including the, the artist community. I can tell you, you know, not, you know, jumping, but I did want to, you guys still have the, is the burn unit still there in the Mid-City? No, the, the burn unit, the, the burn center was moved to Blue Bonnet about uh, five years ago okay. when we, uh, when we closed uh, the emergency room. 
And we just finished a major multi-million dollar renovation of the burn center here at Blue Bonnet. Uh, we have, we got a, a separate uh, a rooftop garden for those patients. You know, they spend a lot of time in the hospital. So their reintroduction to society is traumatic too. Uh, they look different. Um, they have different emotions now about themselves and about how they look. And, and so uh, being able to, uh, to offer them a place where they can slowly uh, come to terms with what they've uh, gone through is, is, uh, is very important. So that's why, you know, we have the rooftop uh, garden here. And obviously we have state-of-the-art equipment and brooms and so forth, in addition to all the clinical staff. Um, uh, so that is uh, currently a blue bonnet. So because that's, not, you know, I don't know if I'd bring it up as kind of off script, so I'm catching you off, you know, that uh, the blue, but that's not just a, a little local, you know, bad roots thing that we have. You know, if I remember, you know, that's a regional, you know, and that what's the yes. official? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're uh, the only verified, uh, to my knowledge, uh, the only verified bird, regional bird center in the, in the, in the state. So, um, indeed, we were the first uh, in the state to be built. We were one. We were number fourteen in the nation uh, when uh, when when this was uh, uh, when this was created back in the seventies. I remember, you know, we've got a lot of families that watch, and I tell people this story all the time. I actually went when somebody had given me a tour uh, when it was at Mid City. So I guess this is more than five years ago. I had gone, but one of the things that they expressed to me, and I, it just stuck with me. And I tell the story at least probably once every 90 days to a friend or somebody that they were talking to someone, one of the nurses or somebody told me in the burn unit that it is unfortunately so common that the children that will be in the burn unit are from, they will be like microwaving like a ramen noodle or something of that nature. Yeah. And they reach up to grab it and they pull it and it gets hot and then it'll fall on but it's like it happens so much that people don't realize yeah it's kids coming uh, home after it, school and parents saying i'll just go it, make some ramen it, it's pretty amazing uh because it's everything from we've got you know patients you know they're maybe they're elderly they uh, they're in the bathtub and they fall and by accident they turn the hot water on and next thing you know you know they wake up and they're they're burnt that that happens uh it's uh, when it gets really cold, uh, uh, some of these older homes, uh, the electrical system is, doesn't, uh, uh, is not able to withstand the load that some of these space heaters uh, uh, require. And so there's a short circuit at night and next thing you know, the house is burning. Um, and so it's, it's, we, we tend to think of uh, uh, maybe industrial accidents, which do happen every now and then, but now that industry has, has uh, such a much better record of, of safety than they used to have in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, but I, th I would say the great majority of, of our victims are, are regular household, uh, you know, victims from from the whole uh, from the whole state. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to bring that up, let make sure that everybody knew you guys still had that yeah. and some of the yeah. things that you got going on. So yeah. it sounds like you got your hands full, you know, over there. Well, with, you know, I mean, I, I could. I know this is only 17 minutes long or 20 minutes long, but uh, yeah, there's so much uh, that we could uh, discuss. And, uh, and just one more thing. Uh, uh, one of the last things that we have done is uh, we have this uh, robotic center of, of excellence that we've created with some of the top uh, robotic surgeons in the state. And, um, and that has taken off and, and is really, really uh, 
um, you know, taking uh, sort of traditional surgery to a, to a whole new, a whole new level. Uh, and, uh, and so I think we've added our third or fourth uh, robot. Uh, it's really robot assisted surgery. The surgeon is in a, in a console uh, and the robot is over here and they're connected. And, uh, and so the surgeon is able to see 3D in augmented uh, real time what's happening inside uh, the body when he's manipulating all the little instruments that go inside the uh, person uh, to do this. And then, of course, the length of stay is a lot lower, blood loss is a lot lower, uh, infection rates are lower, uh, scarring, of course, is, is a lot less. And, uh, and so we are very, very, very excited about that, too. And, and I know our surgeons are, and, and patients will be very happy with, uh, with the program. And that's, so to dive into that just for a little bit, you know, what, that's not, that's not necessarily, you know, the surgeon's there, you know, robots assisting, you know, everybody's still in the same room, you know, but yeah, I talked with somebody else the other day in the medical field and they were saying, you know, every, you have to basically, you know, forget the COVID, you know, for right now, but even just in a regular year of, you know, medicine, you know, somebody in your position or you have to continually change because the stuff that you're yeah. doing now, you weren't doing a year ago. You know, it's new yeah. drugs, it's new equipment, it's new robots, it's new. It's like every time you turn around, it's something, yeah. you know, that's innovative and you've got to be able to implement it, but be safe at the same time. You know, exactly gotta, that balance. You know. It's a balance of, of analyzing when is the right time to jump in, into a particular technology. And it requires simply a lot of listening uh, to clinicians uh, who, who could tell you, yeah, maybe you should wait a year or no, let's get it right away. Uh, and so the relationship between people like uh, myself and other people in the senior management team and the clinical component, the physicians, is, is essential in, uh, in bringing these, these programs to, to the public at the right time, not too close to the, let's call it the bleeding edge, but not mm -hmm. too far behind either. And, and there's a balance for, uh, for a hospital like ours. We're not a, we're not a research uh, hospital where these technologies are being uh, first, uh, first tested, but we're in general, a very fast uh, adapter and adopter of, of, these, of these technologies. Wow. I would definitely would not want to be in your shoes having to keep up with that. So look, I yeah. appreciate everything you guys have done. I think it's amazing. I'd love to have you come back. I'd love to find out more about robots. That's a, you know, I'm a tech guy through and through. So that gets exciting. And it seems like that that's kind of the, the direction that a lot of this stuff is moving, you know, in yeah. minimal invasive, trying not to be, you know, no more slicing and, you know, kind of, let's just go explore. It's not the wild, wild exactly. west anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good. Well, I'd love so. to uh, to visit with you again and your audience and the uh, and your listeners. So thank you so much for inviting me, and uh, appreciate the, the work that you do in getting the word out. And I uh, thank all your listeners for uh, for listening. And and uh, if there's a place for them to uh, you know react, ask questions, or or give feedback, uh, I'd love to uh, listen to that, and then I'll be able to come back uh, sometime in the future. Absolutely. Well, I tell everybody you got more important people to talk to than me. So I'll let you get back to those people. And, All right. uh, we'll talk again very soon. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.